What I'm sharing this morning is part of a scripture that we find in Ephesians chapter 3 and it speaks about God giving us more than all we ask or think. Let me read from Ephesians chapter 3 verse 18. That being grounded in love, all you who believe may be able to comprehend what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us. Right, that's scripture. That holds the most boundless and unlimited promise of the unveiling of the reality of the power of God's love. It actually states that we can be filled with all the fullness of God. And we're living in times when God is revealing, and that word revealing is apocalypto. So there's an apocalypse going on, a revealing of everything that needs to be exposed and to be seen for what it is at the moment, the good and the bad. It's quite a time of exposing things. Light is shining. One word describes what God is revealing. Reality in every dimension. When something gets exposed for what it really is, we don't have to guess anymore. That includes everything we see in the world around us in politics, in culture, in religion, and most of all, in ourselves. What God wants to reveal to us about us is the reality of who we really are as created in his image and as being transformed into his likeness. Becoming our true self is a gradual process. But that reality can be certain and abiding if we make a deliberate and conscious movement of our hearts and minds towards the boundless spirit of God's love towards us. We unseat our struggling false self, which does not want to die. You see, the Bible says that the the devil goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now, we've got two lions inside of us. One is that lion wanting to take from us. The other is the lion of Judah, Jesus, the lion that breaks every chain. Now they're at war within us, the true and the false self. And it depends on which lion we feed as being the one that's going to survive and the other one die off. We feed the Lion of Judah, when our mind, our thinking towards him and our heart going up to him, receiving what he's bringing down for us, his love. Now that false self that we unseat is based upon a fearful, defective idea of who we are. We progressively free ourselves from what darkness has told us regarding what we are and who we are. And we enlarge the boundaries of our faith to believe God's idea of who we are. 
and we become the partakers of an abundant life in God and of God. The Bible, in that scripture that we read at the beginning, to be filled with all the fullness of God. What a statement. Now, the limits of this enlargement are yet to be realised in this earthly life. It's always within reach, but never fully grasped by anyone except Jesus. But Paul still urges us to pursue this fullness of God's love within us. And he gives us his own pursuit for this as an example. He says, not that I have already attained this or am already perfect, but I press on to this goal to make it my own. Forgetting what lies behind, I reach forward for the prize of this uppermost invitation of God in Christ Jesus. That's in Philippians chapter 3. That it could be found in him. That he could apprehend what it was this fullness, this beautiful thing. He said, I'm not yet perfect, not complete, but I'm going there. And it matters not how old we are, but how sincere and willing we are. And transformation is inevitable. Nothing but our own apathy and limited desire limits this realisation because of God's invitation. We can say, no thanks, too busy. Resisting this work of the Holy Spirit causes us all great and needless inner suffering. You keep the war going. The Holy Spirit is in every single individual, wrestling from within us the lie that's been told. And the Bible is very clear about that battle. It says the two desires are against one another, so that you can't do the things that you would. That brings needless suffering upon the planet. God's people don't have to suffer that. They can be drawn up into what God is bringing them into. The truth, the reality of who's winning because of the truth in us. Now, what is the breadth and length and height and depth of God's love? If we can picture these measures, they are vertical and horizontal dimensions in space. We would see the reality of our life in the present moment that God's love is actively moving upon every aspect of our lives. The breadth, the length, the height and the depth. Now the breadth, that's the reality of what happens in the horizontal dimension of your world. The length is the reality of the timeline of your life going forwards and going back. That's also a horizontal dimension your past behind you, and your future in front of you. The height and the depth are the reality of God's love acting upon you in a vertical dimension. From heaven above, reaches to the sky, and down to you in the depth of your heart of faith. Let's have a look at this breadth, the world around us. Imagine yourself positioned in the very centre of these vertical and horizontal lines. And as you rotate slowly around a 360 degrees circle or a turn, you would be seeing the breadth of what is going on around you in your world. And that represents all, all of the living 
creatures and the, the sparrow that falls from the sky, the lilies of the field, everything, all born out of God's love. Why are they there? God loves his creation and it's to bless us. The beauty and the wonder of it all that we appreciate and care for. And that breadth represents all the people in your world. The humanity that he loves. All created in his image. Everybody. God so loved the world. But we also acknowledge that the many activities of those many people that can be grievously unlovely in their pursuit of pleasure and power that exists. And all of that unlovely is a reflection of mankind's general lack of understanding of God's love. Our reaction to the unlovely and our contribution to the unlovely is also a measure of our understanding of God's love. We can be so aware of the unlovely, of all of this, to the point that we are not aware of the movement of God's love in the midst of it all. He sees it all, he knows it's there, but in the midst and the things that horrify you, he's saying, my love is there struggling with every heart and every soul. Our comprehension of the breadth of God's love is a condition of awareness, a direct perception, not an opinion or an idea. His love is the reality more than anything else that exists. Everything is relative to that. And all that unlove is a reality that's now being exposed more than ever for what it is in its contrast, in its cause of so much pain and suffering. So where are we? Do we pour God's love into our world? Or do we add to the unlove through a lack of awareness or understanding? It's only to the degree of our comprehension of the love of God toward us that we can comprehend his love for the world. I wouldn't know how to love the world if I didn't know that he loved it and he loves me and he compels me to release that love out. I could stay ignorant to that. He has this desire for our partnership with him in that redemptive love. That's what moves him and us for the world. And we're not to confuse our partnership with God's love for the natural world, the beautiful scenery and his lovely creation, with an ideological commitment to saving the planet from extinction. We're not to take that burden on. Nor are we to struggle with a kind of self-conscious human compassion that wants to right all the wrongs of this world and fail. Now instead, we enlarge the sphere of God's love into the breadth of our inner life and we enlarge the sphere of our influence of his love into the entire breadth of our personal world. The ultimate reality is that God's world is a love born and love 
driven world. And unlove can be overcome by God's love. Now let's have a look at the length, another dimension. Still a horizontal line. So let's remain in the centre of that. Now that comes from behind you and through you and goes out in front of you. That's the timeline of your life with your past behind you and your future in front of you. And the present moment with you, very important. This timeline is a dimension that can be filled to abundance with the love of God. Now, unlove towards us in our past, that's a problem. That has scarred our souls and wounded our spirits. And our unloving reactions to others and to ourselves because of this mistreatment can block our pathways forward in believing in God's love for us. Something gets choked off. Doesn't have to. The reason that we were scarred or wounded is because we felt alone in that experience and vulnerable and unprotected. If someone loving and strong had been there with us and holding us close, we would have been strengthened by that support. Maybe even endured that mistreatment with some distress but without as much harm. The fact is, the fact is that someone loving and strong was with us but we didn't know it. Jesus was there all the time. The beautiful reality is that right now the Holy Spirit can reveal this reality to us. The Holy Spirit was there all the time. This is his struggle with humanity and he's here now. And the Holy Spirit felt every sensation of our personal hurt and pain as he did with Jesus. The Holy Spirit lived the life of Jesus and felt all of his suffering. That's why the Holy Spirit groans within us. He's implanted into us. He fits us like a glove of God to our unique person, our personhood. And he's felt every bit of hurt and pain that we've had. Now, he can take us from that past moment into the present moment of faith and reveal Jesus who heals that pain and brokenness. That's the miracle work of God. There's no time lost in God. There's only time redeemed in God. Now, the beautiful reality is happening right now. Our brokenness is a reality of life that we can admit to without feeling shame because we are never cut off from God's love. It has always been there, but we didn't know it. It will always be there. Brokenness does not mean a lack of wholeness. But it means that in the disappointments of life, we can now learn to trust God to give us hope for the future rather than be stuck in the hopelessness of not knowing and being stuck in doing things our way. Brokenness is part of the, the life lesson of being made whole. Made whole from what? Our brokenness. So that becomes this Strengthening through the brokenness becomes our present reality of his strength in our weakness and his peace in our struggles. 
as we become more and more filled with the fullness of God. See, that's bringing the fullness of God into the horizontal sphere of the world around us and now into our timeline. We can now be healed from the past and have hope for the future. More of the fullness of God. Now, the height. This is the vertical dimension of the reality of God's love coming upon us from the heavens and our faith that reaches up to meet it. Psalm 36, verse 5. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens. Your faithfulness stretches to the sky. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your justice flows like the ocean's tide. The Bible tells us to set our minds on things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, and not to let our hearts and minds get bogged down with the things on earth. That's in Colossians. As we open ourselves to this reality of his love flowing towards us, his tide flowing in, and our faith rising up on the tide becomes one movement of love. It's the same movement. And the grace of God can keep this at the flood. We become aware that that is the reality of what is happening all of the time. And we start to bring about a fullness in this vertical direction, the fullness of God. That grace allows the empowering of God's love within us back to him and out to others. The strong tide of the transcendent life and love of God will inevitably rise within us and lift us into a, a consciousness that opens and expands to become filled. The depth, and this is the last one, this is the vertical dimension of God's love plumbing the depths of our heart. And as much as we are able, we surrender to that love, willing for that love to lay hold of us. Yeah. You see, everything comes from God first. It's, I've got to lay hold of it. Yes, but let God lay hold of you. This is different to trying to work up in our own strength and action of love towards God. That can be an elusive and confusing activity. How can I feel this love for you, God? I want to feel it. What can I work up in me? If I could see a picture of you or something, I could love you, read more about the good things. Now, that's not a wrong thing to, to be conscious and to think and to dwell on the beautiful attributes of God. But the surrendered self doesn't have to act and make something happen. It first has to receive from God. That's faith. Receive. Paul said, have you received the Holy Spirit yet? You received the love of God? Receive the Lord into that place in the heart? God initiates everything. We respond. And that is called surrender. You need to know it's there first. That's why we preach the gospel. You need to have the promise held out to you. This is waiting. It's happening. It's the reality. It's a movement. It's the greatest power released into the universe and it's waiting to act upon you. What do you want to do? I want to receive it. Good. That's why that has to be taught. 
the struggle that we have is to enter into that rest of surrender. And that creates space for the ocean of God's being to fill it. Now that is such a difficult path. But God's initiating it, and it's just a matter of yes or no, when we know it. As I said before, our resistance to that causes humanity such great and needless pain and suffering. God's loving and purposeful thoughts towards us are unmeasurable compared to our fleeting, loving and purposeful thoughts towards him. He never stops. And it's not wrong if we stop. We have lives packed with many activities, but he wants us to enter into a rest where we become more and more conscious and aware and that becomes more and more a fullness of what is filling our heart and our mind. Psalm 139 verse 17, How precious towards me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I could count them, they'd be more than the sand by the sea. Now, this is not an opinion. This is not just my take on what it would be nice if it happened. No. This is the reality of the operation of the love of God. As we live in this atmosphere of reality, we will, in fact, even in our everyday selves, become real. You become real by living in a reality. So let's return to the original scripture and quote the first section only, which was to comprehend what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. This is all about the unimaginable concept of an ordinary person being filled with all the fullness of God. It's made possible by the fact that Jesus has made his own life available for us to live in while he himself lives within us through the power of the Holy Spirit. This love becomes the ground of our being, the motivation for our doing. Yeah, we've, we've got to act. We've got to take initiative and do things, but it's, the ground of it is from the love. But our doing doesn't compare, again, with the wonder of his doing. And this is where I want to bring in another thing, which is described in the second part of that original scripture. Now, unto him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us. We've got things to do, but when you've got a little bit of time off from doing things, I want you to stop and be conscious and aware that God is doing everything that needs to happen for your life, and he never stops doing the good thing for you. That's our faith. It's the evidence of things not seen. And we feel it. That's the evidence, the witness of the Spirit. He is always acting on our behalf. If we can see this picture of every dimension of our life within God's love, everything that's going on in the world around us right now, everything that can be healed from our past, and everything that awaits us in the future, all poured out from above and swelling our waiting hearts with faith then we will comprehend with humble simplicity all that we need to know about our life more than all we ask or think. We need to be aware of the realities of what is actually happening because of the goodness of God 
and the love of Jesus to us. Amen.